great morning, folks, and thank you for listening to Her Story Podcast. Her, H-E-R, is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. In general, unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone. But when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is often within the darkest nights, we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you may be facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they use their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. Because you are her. Heroic empowering and resilient great morning good people it is jay jameson with her story podcast today i have with me sherry williams born and raised in new york sherry is the oldest of four children is a first generation college graduate and started writing as an outlet at the age of 12 when she was experiencing depression fast forwarding to this past year i am special yes i am written by sherry and her eight-year-old son is one of sherry's biggest accomplishments to date especially since it was published and sold in Barnes and Noble. It not only shares his story of battling a disability, but inspires others that they too can be successful with an ailment such as his. Because of this, Sherry says that writing her own web series has also been one of the proudest moments of her writing career thus far. Sherry is an author, a screenwriter with over 20 years of experience. Additionally, she is a writing coach and motivational speaker and CEO from Pain to Purpose. From Pain to Purpose was created to teach others how to write and transform their pain into powerful, inspiring stories, just as she has done. Sherry Simmons, welcome to her story. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. And thank you for joining us. So, you know, outside of that beautiful bio, can you share in your own words with the audience who you are and where you're currently located? Um, so I'm New York, born and bred, raised in the Bronx. I live in Harlem now. Um, I'm a mom of three sons. I'm a wife, graduate student, author, screenwriter, and writing mentor. Yes. So Sherry, you are a woman that wears multiple hats, right? And so we often discuss that within her story, the role of wearing multiple hats. And at times when we're hit with adversity and different things as we don't um, have these single issued lives, right? And again, her focuses on black women, women of, women of color, turning their barriers or setbacks into triumph in, in hopes of inspiring others. And, you know, it's often said that there are no failures in life, but only lessons learned. And can you provide lessons learned when you were, um, you know, restructured out from your job or fired from your nine to five? And how were you able to cultivate your own brand or business from this quote-unquote setback? I think the greatest lesson learned in becoming an entrepreneur is that a job is not forever. Um, Jobs can come, jobs can go. And that was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn when I was let go from my job. So it was like, what, no, now what? And the most difficult thing for me in the job search, which a lot of people may be feeling right now, is when am I going to get my next job? How am I going to pay my bills? And some of us, I know for me, I didn't have time to wait for a check. (laughs) I had to do something. And that sparked the entrepreneurship, an entrepreneur in me to say, you know what? 
I'm good at writing. I have these books. I'm going to sell these books to make some money. I got to feed my kids. So that was the, like the, one of the lessons for me, that you can make money with your gifts. You can make money with your talent. You don't have to work for someone else and wait for a check every month, month to month or every two months. Use what you got. Right. Use what you got and use those talent, those talents, right? Those, those God given talents that we all have. And so often when I speak Mm -hmm. to, you know, women who again, are sometimes, um, you know, set back or have different barriers or however you want to shape it, which, you know, essentially isn't necessarily a setback. It, It gave you vision to work for something of your own and something that you can create generational wealth from and pass down to your children and create a legacy, which I think is, is great. And it's, um, you know, very, uh, valuable to create such, but also just looking at the things that are right in front of you. Sometimes we overanalyze and think like about our passion and what am I good at? Well, you know, the, the things that you excelled in and those skill sets that you acquired on the job, you can still use those very same things that, you know, were looked at as great assets and skill sets when you were hired to this specific company or organization and turn it into your own and using those same talents. So, um, you know, thank you for sharing that as well as, you know, the, the value and being innovative and, you know, not stopping when you are hit with adversity. And, you know, with that being said, we, I know that there's just so much value and power um, in shaping and sharing our own stories, right? You stated, stated that you are an author. Yeah. Um, I'm an author as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the book that I authored in was the HBCU Experience. So uh, focusing on HBCU advocacy, I was the lead author in that project with Southern University. And so it, it was great to be a part of that and to be a best-selling author. And, you know, you uh, share that as well. You know, uh, again, being a best-selling author, um, your book, your book being a best-selling author with Barnes and Noble, which is, you know, great. Right. Um, and so yeah. can you just share your vision behind from pain to purpose? Like how, how has this brand, how has it positively impacted many women's lives? I think the, the main vision of from pain to purpose is to let people know that we're always going to be in pain. It is inevitable, but through that pain, we need to look through through it to see um, lessons and blessings, which most, most of us don't. We're always looking like, oh, you know, I'm in pain, what was me? And we're not looking or thinking about the bigger picture. We're not always going to be in pain. Right now we are. Something's going to happen. We don't know what. But that's what we need to be looking forward to. And I think that for me, it was trying to push people past that pain to look to the bigger picture. Right. Look- You're going through this for a reason. Mm-hmm. And and what to come out of it? There's going to be a good outcome out of it. But if you just keep looking at the pain, you're not going to see anything else but that. Right. Right. And so essentially it's all about, um, your mind frame, right? It's all about the thoughts Mm -hmm. and things that you control. You know, if if you focus on the negatives and you you will constantly attract those negative components of any situation. But like you said, if you look beyond that and look at the bigger picture, you can see that overall goal and see positivity and hold on to that hope. And, um, you know, you, 
you also share that you are a motivational coach. And I think that, you know, as you go into those lessons learned and moving past the pain and things like that, just as a motivational uh, coach and really looking at the positive uh, impacts of things, I know that, you know, the power of the mind, the power of the tongue is definitely critical and important, Um, especially, you know, as you mentioned within uh, the healing process. So, you know, why do you feel that, you know, motivation and a, a positive mind is so important within that healing process? I think what I, I was just talking to somebody today about discipline. We're not always going to be motivated to do what we got to do. Some days I don't want to get out the bed and go to work, but the discipline is in me that if I want, I want to make money, you better get out that bed. That where your discipline kicks in. So I think that people need to, to learn discipline. Right. And discipline can be have to be learned in little increments because if you're not used to doing something, you're not going to do it. Because right. um, we're not always, people are always looking to be motivated by somebody else or inspired by somebody else. What we see sometimes, like on social media, we see people's success stories. But we don't see their blood, sweat, and tears and how they got there. So you can't be motivated also somebody else's success because how did they get there? Are you going to do that work that they did? Probably not. Right. you got to build up your own. And I always stress discipline is the key. Not the motivation. It, you need to discipline yourself. Yes, you definitely have to discipline yourself. And I'm I'm happy you did share that because, again, the focus of her story is in sharing these stories and these lessons so that individuals know that, you know, if someone went through something, it wasn't always peaches and cream in the beginning. It was hard work. It was sacrifice. It was dedication. It's discipline. You know, many of the things that you shared and highlighted as well. And having, again, like a relatable story and experiences that when we see on social Social media, social media, you know, the grit, the grind, all of these great things, being a boss, being a CEO. Yes, this is from hard work and labor and many of the plans and things that people have worked on for years. And now they're finally seeing the fruits of their labor. Right. And so, like you said, that discipline is going to take you a long way. And discipline can look like something as simple as, you know, looking and focusing on a specific plan, checking off some tasks each day like having mm-hmm. uh just a minute uh detailed schedule that you uh, try to implement within your everyday life like for me um when I think about discipline and things that make me happy I saw myself like being constantly overwhelmed with work like I'm in policy and advocacy and um you know and, and at times when folks that you mm-hmm. know that look like you um black women and everything we're not centered in these things when it's always a stress it can become so frustrating so frustrating mm-hmm. and like you mentioned you know that demotivational component does come in but I, I just have to dis- discipline myself and realize that this cause mm-hmm. is movement is much bigger than me and kind of like just focus on the small things that keep me going like for me having a plan and a devotional meditation prayer whatever in the morning it sets the tone for me right but I still have to discipline myself each day to set that tone I have to discipline myself each day to look at a specific plan and make sure that I try to tackle at least an adequate amount outside of um you know outside of some of the tasks and things that I want to accomplish overall for that day and so again that discipline 
is something that I'm so happy that you shared because sometimes people think it's just this huge thing that we have to do. But again, just focusing on what's right in front of us and that discipline component. So thank you so much, sharing. And, yeah. um, and also, I'm, I'm sorry. And also going back to discipline, that also means that, you know, sometimes we, you can take a break, mm-hmm. but if you took a break, you didn't do your work Monday, um, Monday, Tuesday, you better double up and do Monday and Tuesday's work. That's right. what that means too. Right. You can't just say, oh, well, I missed that. No, you do that and you do today's work too. Right, right. Definitely. I I caught myself doing that this past weekend, you know. <laughs> I um yep. I tried to dedicate Saturdays, like self care Saturdays, at least like that first portion of the day. So let's say like maybe like from nine to one o'clock, I either, you know, either go to like a coffee shop or take a a walk or something like that in the park or, um, you know, just focus on something like my nails or like a petty or something like that, a massage. And then if it's something that I know that is going to help me uh, better tackle throughout the week, I at least try to take that Saturday evening to focus on that. Right. And if I don't accomplish everything that I set that Saturday evening, then that Sunday I'm going to accomplish that in the additional task so that I know when Monday hits I'm prepared I'm re-energized I'm focused and I'm ready to tackle my week and again like you said discipline because nine out of ten times you're not going to feel like doing it but that discipline is going to ensure that you stay on track mm-hmm. yes yes and so as you mentioned the the various things that you have going on you know what are some uh projects that you're currently working on and you know as I shared my little self-care Saturday you know how are you able to balance between being a mother and a CEO I think I I'm doing the balance of not trying I don't want I don't try to be everyone and everything for everybody um there are some things that my kids are, you know, old enough to do for themselves. Like, listen, you know how to do it. Go do that. Um, I think sometimes as moms we feel that we have to do, no matter how old our kids are, I have to do this for my kids and I have to do this for my husband. No. Y'all figure it out. I'll be over here. When I finish, you know, I'll get to them. So I have to start telling my kids, no, right. I'm not. I can't. I won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and some people say, oh, that's so harsh. You need to listen. I, 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 that works for me. Um, I know what it feels like to be so totally devoted to your kids and everything else is just tossed aside. And I know that for some women, they wait until their kids are like grown out the house to live their dreams. I don't want to do that. Yes. yes. I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, I want to live my dreams and raise my children at the same time. And I feel that is it's you can do that. Right. You don't have to wait for the empty nesters and then like, oh, well, what am, what am I supposed to do? I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. No, I'm doing it now. Right. <laughs> well no, you know, and so, I, I respect that. Yeah, I I definitely respect that. And then you're still, you're setting healthy boundaries, right? And I think in the process as well, you're teaching your children to be independent, right? Like you said, at times, Mm -hmm. like what may work for you, it may not work for the next person, but this is what works for you. That's how you keep that balance. And you are absolutely right. No one should be able to dictate or tell you that you need to put this aside or put that aside. You're capable of doing both as long as you set those boundaries. And, um, and that's, again, when I think about 
new year, new me, boo, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm really focused on setting those boundaries, whether that relates to setting boundaries with family members, with colleagues, you know, with, um, business partners, however, but you have to set those healthy boundaries. And like you said, it's working mm-hmm. for you and you're still able to accomplish and do so much. And so, you know, with that being said, being able to do so much, is there something next that's on your agenda? Um, so I have one book that I want to publish this year and it's called, um, how I, um, how I turn my pain into purpose. Um, and it's talking about 10 defining moments in my life that helped me to define, to turn my pain into purpose. Um, so it's 10 painful moments that when you, when I analyze them, it turned, made me a better, better person. So one of the examples would be, I'm married for the second time, but my first marriage, going through that whole devastating thing of having a cheating husband and all the stuff that comes along with it, the blessing was when I did get the divorce, how free I felt of not having to chase somebody, of, you know, not having to go through tussles with women and, and just the freeness of not not having to deal with that burden. And while most people would be like, oh, my God, you know, divorce is so sad, I was happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I was so happy to, like, to let go. Get that weight, get that weight and it off of you. so much pain. Right. So stuff like that, like those defining aha moments where you feel like, oh, my God, why me? It, it, some of this stuff made me a better person. It just had to happen. Right. You know? And, you know, back to what we had said earlier, there's no failures. It's just, it's lessons learned. It's lessons learned. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the the hiccups and things like that in that previous marriage, I'm sure it set the, help you set the tone and standards and things that you are going to accept within your next relationship and things that you definitely will not accept, right? And um, mm-hmm. still being able to be positive and, you know, move forward, move forward. You're in a, a second marriage and, of course, the the lessons and the things that you learned previously have propelled you into the, you know, the beautiful person that you are today as a wife, as a Mm -hmm. CEO and as a mother. And so, you know, if someone is interested in learning more about either one of your books or your brand, your business, how can others reach out to you and what are your social media handles? So my website is from pain to purpose, LLC.com. So we have events on there. We have the books on there. We have classes and workshops on there. And I am on Instagram at Consult with Sherry. Yes, Instagram at Consult with mm-hmm. Sherry. And you said from mm-hmm. pain to purpose LLC.com, correct? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, listeners in closing, always remember your story is not solely for you. It's meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those facing similar situations. You don't have to be ashamed or intimidated to share your story. You are a victor, a we- uh, winner, and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life. Because you are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. So if you are empowered or motivated in any way from uh, Sherry's story, tell a friend to tell a friend. Her story is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at herstory underscore podcast and on Facebook at herstorypodcast. Again, this is Jay Jameson, and we're out.